This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello, beautiful human. Thank you for allowing us into your ears today. We are about to catch up with Surf Mesa. ILY, that is his big record, but he has a bunch of other things to discuss including how music has changed for him after the success of that song and what he's working on now and what he plans on doing moving forward. So yeah, share this podcast with those you care about and subscribe. I beg you. Surf Mesa. He's in the Zoom room. Here we go. Hey, beautiful human. My name is Zach. Dan's here and we welcome to the studio kind of Surf Mesa. Hey, hey. what's up? You're kind of in the studio, not really. Um, wait, your your real name is Powell. That is a very cool name. Powell, yeah, thank you. I don't know. It's uh, I think it's a last name that's pretty common, but there's no like meaning behind it. I think my parents just kind of like thought of it and rolled with it. And what is the meaning behind Surf Mesa? Um, Surf Mesa is a map from a video game I used to play a lot called Counter Strike. Have you ever played? Uh, Counter-Strike, CSGO, people know it as. I've never played it, but I do, I know what it is. It's a very popular video game. Yeah, very popular. And so Surf Mesa is um, is just like a, I don't know, there's something in the game called surfing that a lot of people do. And uh, one of the maps that you surf on is, is it called glitching? Surf Mesa. You, it's like, uh, you've probably seen it on like, like a gamer YouTube channel, let's say they're just talking, telling a story, and there's always visuals up. And then in it is this player like gliding around. It kind of looks like Minecraft creative mode um, where they're like flying around, but it's called surfing and uh, Counter-Strike. So Surf Mesa, basically, um, I, I just adopted it because I was, I love to surf. <laughs> you love to surf in video games. Do you surf in real life? In video games. I've never surfed in real life, ever. Overrated, I hear. I know, it's so overrated. I've body surfed. That's a lot of fun. I <laughs> just boogie boarded before. I, I mean, not even boogie boarded. No, like a wave comes and you just like plank, like, what? and just let it take you. That's yeah, a that's a thing. Yeah, it like works. Like I don't know you if just core strength like that. Uh, I don't know. I'm very it wet. I'm wet noodle body. So like I, I just kind of <laughs> flop into myself. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, so it comes from a video game. It's not real surfing. Did you ever think that? I, I, what's the meaning now? Like, like, does it take new meaning to you now that it's your title? It's your artist name. The world knows you. Yeah. So now that I guess, like, um, I don't know. I mean, back like in the days of SoundCloud, when I was like posting like bedroom EDM. Um, my other friend. This is like when I was in high school. Um, I had another friend has have his name as another counter-strike map and so the two of us were just posting and um we just thought it was like funny and like uh his name was dust two like dust two is a, like the most popular map on counter-strike um and so the two of us were just like putting up beats um but of course i never changed it and really have a reason to change it so the meaning for sure um uh, is different now because now 
I guess it just kind of like it works. Like it's like four letters, four letters. It makes you like think of something without like meaning anything. Um, That's I don't know. I think like the, yeah, like the letters together just kind of like I don't know. It's like kind of aesthetic in a way. Um, they feel like they they connect. So I'm interested. Yeah. The, the the friend, the other map. Does he still make beats? Yeah. He does. Yeah. He uh, he raps over the beats too. Did but, he get rid yeah, of his still, name? Nothing. <laughs> I don't know. I think he's like gone through like, like twelve names or so. You're the only one but, he kept uh, with your man. Yeah. I mean, before my name was like Powell, like my full name it was Powell Aguirre, and I was just putting up beats because, like, I felt like I, I don't. I think back then my mindset was if I change my SoundCloud name to anything else other than my real name, then people would be like, "Oh, like, oh, he's making beats now. Like, he's like." like taking himself seriously um it was kind of a weird like kind of insecurity i had you know what i mean so when i changed it to surf mesa it was like oh it's just a joke like if you know then you know um and then the turning point where i confidently went in was when i changed my instagram name to surf mesa (laughs) because then all my friends were like oh okay this kid's invested now um that's yeah. so fascinating that like you saw the name and the changing of these profiles like that was your id yeah now in any time in my dms if people are like yo like did you ever play counter-strike like weird question but your name is also like a map <laughs> like I, I take my time to go through and be like like yes bro um and uh do you do you have steam by chance like oh steam? my god yeah i used to play all the time okay yes. Wow. Sweet. So Steam, it, it's a Counter-Strike is on Steam and Steam counts your hours for every game you play. And on Counter-Strike, I have like 5,400 hours, like logs. Casual. Oh my gosh. Jeez. Casual. Do you think you've made, yeah. you've spent more time making music or playing Counter-Strike? I think it's kind of equal now. I had a little philosophy where I remember like getting like really mad one game. Not really mad, but like, let's say like, oh my gosh, my teammates are like baiting me and I died somehow. And it's like, what if I spent all this time doing something creative so any emotional payoff would inevitably be beneficial because I'm spending time like mastering some sort of craft rather than a win-loss, like binary kind of payoff. And I was like, okay, let's start (laughs) focusing more on music. Wow. Um, So you were doing music since you were in third grade. Yeah, so I've always like I have uh, I have four older siblings, um, and so what comes with that is them like showing me um, kind of like new music, like what clothes to wear. And so um, one of my siblings is very like software oriented, like he loves like technology, um, and he was like, "This is World of Warcraft, and this is FL Studio. Here's how you make beats. Here's how you like put like pictures together in Windows Movie Maker." put a song on it and upload it to YouTube. And so around that era, I was like, okay, like let's make some dubstep. And that's when like Rusko, um, Dr. P were just like having like this weird moment where they're just like revolutioning, revolutionizing dance music. And so I think like, I don't know, there was a, there was a phase where I was trying to replicate this like wub wub sound and make like rhythm. <laughs> Were were you in the third grade when you were doing that? Yeah, that was like 2012. I have like old, like songs in my old email from 2012. Would you have considered yourself musical before 
figuring out or being introduced to that software? Um, I think like, yes, just because I was kind of surrounded by it from a young age. I've always had a piano in my house. Um, My dad's been in a jazz band since he was in middle school. Um, He wasn't like a serious like rock star or anything. He was just kind of like this, like this homie that just played the saxophone and (laughs) just like just had everything on vinyl and um i don't know he was he was more inclined like that so um the piano just being around the house helped um and i would like youtube how to play my favorite songs um and so yeah that kind of was helpful when i wanted to produce did you learn music from the internet the internet yeah i can't like read music or i don't like know music theory like off, I don't know, like, I know it, go, it gets super deep, but the internet has been helpful um, on, like, how to produce, like, navigate through any software I want to learn or, um, or like, learn chords from a song into, like, how to play on the piano or, like, the guitar even. So, um, yeah, that's where YouTube University comes in. How crazy but, is that? It's so crazy. Yeah, I mean, like, back then, everyone was, like, you wanted to learn an instrument you had to like go see some old dude <laughs> and, like, and like yeah sit in his studio and now you just youtube how to youtube yeah now there's like the dark web and everything <laughs> it's completely unrelated but <laughs> did you say your dad plays a saxophone yeah he shreds i used his saxophone in um, my sean mendez remix I like had him voice memo over this melody and I like mix it in. And so um, it's cool to kind of collaborate now with uh, with my dad like that. Yeah. In, in a way that you never thought you'd ever collaborate. Yeah. Like I, I would like recorded my screen and I was like, hey, can you voice memo this? And then like he just sends me back voice memo files of him ripping this melody and then like drag it in and just like Sick. work with it. I really want to understand how you craft a remix, but is there two different processes for a Sean Mendez record that you have to remix and something like the four Seasons song, which is, I mean, hands out yeah. one of the most iconic records of all time. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think with the, with ILY, it was kind of spontaneous. Like I wasn't like formally tasked a remix and like a deadline and like, all this kind of like um, detail work um, with the with the Frankie Valley rendition um, ILY. I think I I just like uh, saw this artist named Emily singing um, the chorus of "Can't Take My Eyes Off You," and I think I just like wanted to hear what that voice would sound like with like drums behind it, and then like all these synths going and like um, vocal chops. Um, that was kind of like a random idea I had, but with the approach of doing the Sean Mendez remix, I, um, I tried to change the chords. And I think that when people don't like when you change their chords, like it remixes, like it's the first note they'll have. And then it's always going to make you go back and restart. Um, so I changed the tempo to make it like a dance song. And so, um, you kind of got to like understand where they're coming from and what they're looking for. Like if, so the wonder it's like a pop song. Um, it'll be, it'll be streams most in the pop world. So when they want a remix, 
it's like, okay, they want a dance remix to get more exposure in the dance world. And so um, that's when I adjusted the tempo to 128 and just added like these drums um, and the melodies just kind of came through. So I think it's, um, it, it kind of starts with an idea of like how you want to hear the song. And so, um, yeah, with the Frankie Valley one, it was like, okay, let's hear it with like a beat driven groove. And then the Sean Mendes one, it's like, okay, let's hear it with like a dance thing. Cause that's probably what they want. Um, but yeah, it was, a, it was a lot of fun doing both of those. You have an audience of one, right? For the Sean Mendes record at first, which is him. So he needs to approve it. And yeah. Like, what is the process like to get a four seasons record cleared? Because, my gosh it was hard um well it didn't start as like a formal upload onto like all dsps where i get them like signed off and the sample cleared like i think i just found like this really low-key questionable distributor and i uploaded a file said my artist's name (laughs) and then they're like they like just put it on all these platforms and without any like clearance and so um I guess after some time labels reached out to me and I was so nervous. I thought I was being sued. And so I was like, I'll take it down. (laughs) Like, I'm sorry. Um, But they're like, no, no, no. Like we'll figure all that out. Um, We want to sign it. And so that was like, Oh, like work, like let's do it. And so um, yeah, it was really, I, I, I don't know if I were to go through like, what's the most popular distributor? Like, distro kid let's say and want to upload that um song i guarantee you somewhere in that process someone would hear it and be like bro like this is not your song (laughs) i'm sorry go back to your blank ass canvas and restart um yeah but this random distributor like it looked like i was on 4chan like trying to upload a (laughs) a song (laughs) and yeah it worked out <laughs> correct me if i'm wrong you end up with the record label that has the catalog correct oh i guess so capital i i they might i don't I, dude i don't know the four seasons records are so valuable i don't know who owns it yeah. i don't know if it's like a family member like or an estate or it's that's it's just it's, i don't it, know it, you know the, the concept of taking a song that was and bringing it back for today Mm-hmm. Is, I mean, I think Mr. Uh, Rip Momney has you to thank for that to a certain degree. Uh-huh. You you really brought back a song. It's been a while since there was a cover that really hit mainstream, like your song has. Is that a yeah. mo- is that a model for you, or is that a one and done, hit it and quit it, never again? So I didn't want to be known as that guy who was doing renditions. Like I've always like. Like, since a young age, I, I started doing, like, dance music because it, it was, like, a dream of mine. Like, one, I had fun, but two, it was, like, I want to do this for the rest of my life. And so um, I, I used TikTok. I mean, I was producing, like, heavily in high school. Um, I drove down here after high school to pursue this, and I moved in with producers all before um, I Love You came out. And I used TikTok as a platform to, like, gain exposure. And so my TikToks were, like, like, oh, you probably heard this meme. Um, like, here's this remix, like trap remix. And so my niche back then was like for people to understand, like, oh, he makes music too, like follow, like stream through this guy. Um, 
And so that idea of IOI was like, okay, you're probably under, like, you've probably seen this artist, Emily, sing this um, song in her bedroom, but here's it remixed. And so I made a visualizer of the exact TikTok of Emily in her room, like, as she uploaded it. And then it faded to the music video of um, Nobody to Love by Sigma. You know that song? Nobody to love. Um, the uh-huh honey sample, but um, that music video is just like PCH driving like Cadillac with like no doors or something. Um, and then, yeah, but I put my remix behind that video and um, the TikTok didn't do well at all. They say it flopped, that's the word. <laughs> um, but I, it was like original like 30 second version of it. But um, thankfully I was living with four other producers in a two bedroom and they were like, yo, you should just make it a real song and just loop the chorus and just keep doing it and make their two drops. And so, um, yeah, that's when I went on 4chan and uploaded it. And <laughs> so you literally took this girl's vocals that were already cut in existence and put them to the song. You didn't have her recut anything. Not recut anything. No, I just, um, what? I think I just like, EQ'd out her guitar and like made it like I don't know it just like made her sound more shiny and cut through um wow but yeah I mean I'm grateful of course that everything worked out and um got to be like in contact with her we're from the same like yeah, we're both from Seattle yeah yeah so it was kind of like a full circle moment and we have like mutual friends. Isn't that weird? Well, at what point do you reach out to her and say, "Hey, by the way, I'm remixing your song," or did she already know you were doing that? Or you're not your song, but I'm remixing your vocals. Yeah, I did it by myself at first, and that's when I put it on, um, like, uh, TikTok, and then, um, and then after that, I put it on SoundCloud, and then I like DM'd her, and then it started doing well, like on SoundCloud. And then after like labels started to reach out, it was like, okay, like we got on the phone and we was like this whole talk with like her manager. Um, and then we just kind of came to this full conclusion where it was like, okay, let's do this. Like, let's like, I don't know, see how far we can take it. And then they, yeah, the label took the wheel. Um, and I guess like the rest is history. Are you nervous when people are coming to you looking to sign you? Are you afraid that you don't have enough quality records ready to go or i mean in a weird way like of course like quarantine has been um like a blessing in disguise because here it's allowed like a lot of freedom to like kind of sit back and like observe everything that's going on and kind of like I don't know. It's helped me understand like what more of this story of Surf Mesa do I want to tell and how do I want to like put all these tracks in like an album, what I want to like title it and how do I want to like tour it and make it a thing. And um, I don't know. It's been really helpful in terms of how I want to like capitalize off of this moment. Um, And so without that, without um, quarantine, I feel like hitting the road like instantly would be weirdly like, not beneficial um but yeah it has been like a lot of pressure for sure in this last year like there's been moments where it's like 
dang, like this one hit wonder kid like isn't a real like dance artist, but um but I, yeah, I think more and more I'm finding myself like just gravitating towards um doing what I love most every day and like getting better at it and um with that I'm getting more excited for shows hopefully opening up this um fall, I think. I want to get to shows in a second, but do you create differently after ILY starts to bubble up and percolate? I guess like as a mindset, the reason ILY came about was because just like I did what I wanted to do because I like, I felt like it in a way. Um, And so it was kind of spontaneous like that. Right. And so there was no like end result because like making ILY, I was like, I hope I get more TikTok followers from this. <laughs> that was my ambition there. Um, but um, not become I mean, a millionaire. Uh, yeah, no, no. <laughs> but like now, I think um, it's kind of that. I, I kind of keep that grounded mindset. Like, oh, this would sound cool. Let's just go for it. Um, so I think that's how it's like influenced me in terms of like how I want to approach everything creatively. Just because like it look cool or it sound cool. Are you still creating in the same place? Do you create on the same schedule? Uh, same schedule, yeah. I think like it's um, allowed me to do it like full time now. Um, before it was like really uncertain as to how I was like how often I was making music. I was a college student. I was studying psychology, and I was working at a pack sun. And so there was a, there wasn't a lot of time for me to like sit down and like. Um, I don't know. Try and quit my day job. So now. Um, now I'm like really grateful to be on like a full schedule and doing everything um, with of course like a team and like becoming close to my team too Um, yeah we're just it kind of feels like an army now so I don't know the schedule feels good how does a record start for you is it production like when you say you're going to create are you really focused on production are you writing lyrics because the music that you have out in the world every record's different, right? Some have words to them. Some is just like three minutes, just instrumental. They all yeah. you know, have a different meaning, obviously, but what yeah. is creating for you? How does it start? Yeah. I mean, so back then, like, um, my, my EP called bedroom, that was like all these beats I made in high school. Those are like the more like instrumental ones. And, um, I don't know. Those were just like, like pure, like, I don't know. I just, those sound Water. like they should be in like National Geographic or something like Wait, that. Wait, I think National Geographic actually used one of those songs. Did they really? <laughs> or it was like some some like Instagram account that was just like Earth. I think it was called Earth Focus. Okay, yeah. Um, I, I thought of like the Planet Earth documentaries when I was listening to that. It's really I don't know cool. what's um, yeah, but I think that phase uh, allowed me to grow in terms of like production and like small attention to detail. Um, I wasn't even using any vocals back then. So um, it is kind of a challenge filling out like a spectrum without any vocals because like you have to kind of get crazy with like synths and everything. Um, Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
but now with every song kind of being like with a chorus and verses, um, the creating process is, it feels like more um, organic. Like it feels like you get in the studio and, and you're kind of just like lay down chords with someone else and they like, they can hum something, they can like have inspiration. Um, it feels more vulnerable and it kind of allows me to like get close with whoever that is in the studio with me. Um, so I've, I've, I've like approached it in several ways. I've had people email me like vocal ideas, like their own songs. And like, they're like, let me know, like if you can do some stuff with this or um, I've had writing camps where like you get a few writers and uh, artists and producers and you just, just like get in a house with studios and just start yeah. making stuff. And like, do you like, that? I don't know. Do you like a writing camp or is there too much pressure? I, I think they're, I like them. Writing camps are a lot of fun because it, it feels like it's a part of you. Like any, anything that comes out of it, it was like you, you watched it like raise as a kid. And like in terms of like, or yeah, I don't know. You, you make whatever you made from the ground up at a writing camp versus getting something emailed to you by some like dude. Now I'm Madison Beer and I come into your studio. Do you play me beats that are already done or do you want to get a temperature check, get to so, know and then build? Yeah, the, so that Madison song, um, it kind of came together like from bits and pieces of like everywhere. So um, I like to call it like Frankensteining a song together because like you can take an idea from something um, and then get like a singer over here and then like an idea from somewhere else. Um, and so that song was originally written by Alina Baraz and it was it came like to my attention early 2020 and i think i sat on it for a while like i didn't really have any ideas for it until a few months ago when i i really started to like the chorus more and more um and yeah i added like guitar and i made it more like harpy like out of these harps and dreamy and but hard hitting at the same time um, and Lena, unfortunately, couldn't stay on the track. I think she has like some projects rolling out that she's more focused on. Um, and so I asked my manager who he would, like thought would sound good on it. And he's like, dude, just Madison Beer. <laughs> and like we tried and she was she was down with it and she liked the song. And um, wow. yeah, since then, we've become really good friends. And I thought she sounded really good on the song. How, how does the song change once you and Madison start working together? Or did, she, or did you mostly have the song done and she just laid down the vocals on it? It was mostly done. She did do some like cool harmony ideas on the last chorus. Um, some, you know, some words sound like it's her voice. Like it's always like nothing will ever like kind of come together as you envision it. But, you know, that could be a good thing, which it was. And um, yeah, I mean, like there's... In my in my computer, there's like a version of the song, just with Alina Baraz singing it, and then there's a version out everywhere that everyone knows it as with Madison. Um, so yeah, it kind of helps me understand like like how crazy songs can come together. Like, and and there's like I'm sure there's like crazier stories out there where like some some kid like loses an iPod, finds it, and then like goes through the voice memos, and he's like. 
oh, sick, like Drake sample. <laughs> I don't know, something like that. I think it's interesting. Like, are you making music every day? Do you want to write lyrics yourself? Yeah, I think um, I, I am making music every day and working on projects that like I've had going on. Um, I, I love writing. I think like that's been a new thing for me. I've learned since um, doing these writing camps, like being in the room with these like writers. Um, and, and yeah, I just don't sing. I think like, I don't know. I think with singing comes performing and it's like, no, like I'd rather just like not <laughs> sing. Um, Have you tried but, singing? Yeah. Like I, I mean, I'm not like terrible. Like I, anyone can talk and like, it's not like I'm not like completely monotone, but it's anyone also like, can talk. <laughs> well, no, but like, I'm not like completely monotone, but, um, you have a deep voice. It, it could be nice. It could be nice. I I've had strep throat like four times this year. And so I think I'm getting my tonsils out. Oh. So maybe it'll be like a, like a handsome squidward, like, like, and then like, everything changes everything changes i'm literally like sam smith too the the world would only be so lucky um question (laughs) do you see yourself as a dj or a producer i'm a dj so yeah i make electronic music and when touring comes up i'll be djing What, what do you think of like the chain smokers they choose to sing the chain smokers i mean they're they're great i actually met them uh recently and that was that was really cool. I got to like sit in the studio and play my stuff and like have them just like not like it. But <laughs> Wait, but you do you want them to like it? I don't care. I mean, if I like it, that's really all I care about. Um, Amen. But yeah, I mean, um, did they really tell you that they didn't like it? I mean, like they're just being honest. Like, okay, <laughs> they would like pause and be like, "Yo, this is boring." Um, no, but they would say it's like it's the writing. So I think they're big on writing. And so mm-hmm. if a singer would come in saying like, "Baby," they'd stop it. They'd be like, "Yo, <laughs> um, already done." Yeah, already done. They wouldn't care for the rest of the song. What, what but, is, like, as an artist, how do you feel after that when you're playing your music oh, for somebody? I mean, you value their opinions. They've shaped culture in so many ways. Yeah, they have definitely like shaped how pop music and dance music come together, which I think uh, I definitely dive into in my project. And so when like from them, I would honestly want nothing but like their full honesty. And so I wouldn't want them to be like pretending to be stoked about something they're not because I would probably just like run off and upload it. And then everybody would just <laughs> not be down on it. Well, like it, it wasn't like, I don't know. I think they're, they're very like, when you play another like DJ or producer um, something for criticism, they're they're gonna hear it out, and um, they're gonna pick out some stuff, and it's important that they do because like everything else, like I don't know. I think anytime someone opens their mouth in in um, criticizing something, it's because something's like negative in a way. They're not gonna be like, oh, dope, dope chord, dope. <laughs> they're only gonna speak up at the time. Well, just because yeah. someone doesn't like something doesn't mean it's bad. It it just maybe means That's it's not true. for them. So do you take what you show them and revisit it and like, tweak it? Or do you kind of say, like, this is music I like, so I'm keeping it the way it is? Yeah. I mean, I, I do hear them out on what they say or what anyone says about, like, some sort of feedback. Like, 
in terms of like the writing, like, I don't know. I think there, I played them a song and one lyric was like, how does it even go? <laughs> um, Dude, I don't even know. Something like, there's something kind of corny, but like, it just sounds cool. Like this dude's voice. Um, but they, they just only hear lyrics and they pause the lyrics when they don't like the lyrics. Um, what do you hear when you hear a song? I think like, I just, the first thing I absorb is like the emotion, I think. Cause like down to its core value, like chords are either major or minor and a combination will give you an emotion. And so I think it's like a happy song or a sad song or like an angry or like trap hard hitting song. Like it, I think it's just, it sparks me of like what kind of song it is. And so, um, I don't know, I guess like after that, like, the drums or something like just kind of nerdy stuff, like hearing the, the EQ compression of this snare clap comp. <laughs> like, I don't know. I just love that a video game nerd is a really f- cool DJ. <laughs> it makes me happy. Thank you, man. I could show you what I like. I, I don't know. I think high school, like there was, a, there was a hard dip for me. Cause that's when I was like, I, I figured out like how to stream on Twitch and, and get really good at world of Warcraft. And I have my ID photo of like when I got my permit to drive and like, bro, I, I was down bad. Um, <laughs> you ever take video game sounds and put it into your production? Um, no, maybe actually. I don't know. The other day, I um, did you guys ever like sit in PE class and have to do the pacer test? Yes. Yeah. So I um. I did the, uh, like I sampled the pacer dude saying like the, the fitness program pacer test will begin when this sound hits. And, um, do you know the genre called Psytrance? It's like one. So it's 150 BPM and the rhythm is four on the floor. So it's like, just like, like really fast house music, like really fast. And, um, it's only like bass and drums. It's like drum and bass, but not breakbeat. And it's incredibly like intense. And so this, this guy saying like the fitness program pacer test will begin like now. But that's the music you need when you're doing the pacer test. Yeah. I think I actually recorded it. I'll play a little sample. Um, Get ready, start. Oh, it's a video game. Get ready, start. <laughs> Where yeah. will that go? Nowhere. <laughs> like, <laughs> just nowhere. Yeah, that's it lives like on my hard drive. That's all. Forever. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I mean, do you have any songs that you're like like ready fully to share with people or yeah but it's just like the scariest thing ever to put anything out is it more scary today when you release music than it was i don't know a year and a half ago i don't know it feels like i'm walking on like a like a tightrope and i'm choosing what my next step looks like based on what like song i put out and so if it's bad <laughs> like i'm going to just fall off the tightrope and and die but um it's weirdly like scary but um i just i think i like care about a lot what everything sounds like and making sure everything's great 
with that, like who the feature is and um, making sure like the whole campaign after that, the creative and visuals music video, like will just like be like a good rollout and um, everything. So do you strive to have another IOI? No, like I think I want to now steer and like tell people the story I want to like, I don't know, like I want people to like hear me out and not like me play something they want to hear, you know, it's, um, and so I think carried away was cool, but it'll, it'll always have like the same sonic sound inspo in terms of it being like bright, warm, upbeat and energetic. Um, that's like what I want like surf Mesa to represent. Um, and so carried away was exactly that I thought. And, um, but in terms of like chasing something that's like exactly like IOI, like I, I don't know, probably wouldn't do like, which I have a few songs that are like that, like same, like girl vocal, like gentle chorus, airy breath and like, but driving like drums and everything, um, which well, I'll probably put that out. It's, it sounds pretty cool. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of other songs. The lyrics, when you're writing or working with writers to craft these songs, is it your story that you're telling or are you telling somebody else's? Yeah, I mean, it's cool getting into a studio with other writers because I think the first thing I like to do is just, like, get vulnerable. And so doing this writing camp, like, I was telling people about, like, meeting a girl, like, the night before, and I told exactly what happened, and we put it into lyrics. And it was, like, yeah, you tell, like, a story exactly the way you saw it into lyrics. And, um... I don't know. Um, I want to hear songs. Yeah, dude. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, uh, I'll make them into a few NFTs and getting <laughs> <laughs> more. I mean, clearly you're in the know on that's happening. Like, <laughs> not even today, but tomorrow. So is it weird that you had a song go number one on the radio? Like, do you even you know what that is, right? I don't know. I don't even like. It's weird because everything that's happened. I've experienced it like physically being like right where I am, like Aloof. sitting in where like in my gamer chair and making more of like music. And um, yeah, I don't know. I haven't like experienced anything that would have been like, like a red carpet or like a dinner event or like a festival even. I've never been to a festival and I think we're like, we're booking out festivals for the fall. So you're never going to yeah. have to pay to get into a festival. You're going to get paid to yeah, a festival. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I guess that's true. Never been. Like, what is the goal? Is the goal to have a residency in Vegas? Like, you want to get yeah, behind decks? To make my, my, I don't know. I have, a, I have a big family. I want my family to be chilling. They, they, I have, like, four older siblings. And um, everyone's kind of do, trying to do something creative. So it'd be cool to, like, help them in, like, yeah. terms of, I don't know. Like my, my brother I was telling you about, he's a nine one or yeah, the, 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 he, he was like, here's how you make a YouTube video. Here's how you like make beats. Um, now he's a nine one one operator. Wow. (laughs) Like, I don't know, which is cool. Like he, he actually walked, he, he ran into a burning apartment building yesterday and kicked down a door with black smoke and like tried to save lives, dude. Yeah, I mean, you're doing something cool, but your brother's literally saving people's lives. But the point you're trying to make yeah. is he's the reason why you figured out how to make music. Like, you can really credit yeah. your brother for the reason you're even sitting here today, right? Yeah, definitely. And so, 
I don't know. I think in in the terms of like a big end goal would to be, um, I don't know, like put give the dance world a fresh breath of air. I think that like it'd be cool to introduce something that's not there. And I, I think I was spilling that to a lot of like people at Capital um, and Jeff Vaughn, who's now the CEO, um, saying that like there's no one young in the dance world right now and i think that like it's true yeah i don't, I don't know just who, who giving see, people who, who, who do you there. see like is it martin garrix zed tiesto martin garrix yeah i mean like martin garrix is he was like 17 when he made animals he's still like he's killing it making you know um all that kind of stuff tiesto you know like they're they're like very much it's really cool. uh, i didn't know they're close yeah, it's pretty cool. Like he like sent him animals. I don't know. There's a really cool story behind that. You're a DJ. Marshmallow's a DJ. So why does he bring on you to make an, a, a remix of his song? I don't know. I was I was really excited to do that. I think it was like kind of a. I don't know that that was the time when I joined the management TSG, the Shalizi Group, and they do Marshmallow, Alesso, um, Slushy, Jaws and all these other guys. So doing that, it was like a, it was a cool moment. That's when like IOI was kind of like in its hot hours and Marshmallow came out with Be Kind. And um, I think that like I, there was a space for me to bring it like this new upbeat energy. And so um, I don't know, it was, I saw it as like a really cool opportunity. And so um, I'm really grateful I got to do that. That was cool. Remix is cool, but the one thing, like to your point, is like there's nobody young making dance mu- music, and the truth is because like somebody like Tiesto has the ability to call hits, like he calls trends. Do you know what I mean? Like he's like he's half historian, half artist to a certain degree from like being on yeah. the outside looking in. Does that give you hope, yeah. or does that freak you out that you could be making music really forever in this genre? Like I, I'm pretty sure he's been um, going for thirty plus years or something. Yeah, yeah, he and like Cascade and like um David Guetta. Yes. Well, they're just they're just in it um forever. But forever. But um it's cool. Um Benny Benassi like, actually just put out a song. It's not. <laughs> He's uh yeah. But there's still there's other young people. I forgot to mention my friend Weathan, he and I are really close. Um He's like he's twenty one. Petit Biscuit is I think twenty-three. Um, but I'd look up to both those artists a lot. So not to say that like, oh yeah, I'm you they're I don't know, like <laughs> they're they're my boys and like I'm I'm grateful that like I get to like go to them for anything because like I do have a lot of questions about like touring and um how to get into a festival without paying <laughs> <laughs> um stuff like that. I don't know. It doesn't really freak me out that these guys are still doing what they're doing. I mean, if they weren't doing what they're doing, I feel like they would have like an identity crisis. Like, let's say they start like, like Tiesto retires and he starts like basket weaving or something. That would be such a weird like twist. The I don't know. Like, step. A natural next step. All I see is that he's just like doing what he's good at and like having fun with it. Um, and so. Yeah, he he just had a huge song, the business song. Yeah, it's so, still going. Yeah. yeah, a lot of DJs are doing this like um, this like dark um, mature bassline that 
this Russian DJ, Amanbek, kind of inspired everyone with that Roses remix. I think a lot of people are kind of on this wave of just like run done bass lines, like run done. And what is the right move? Is the right move as an artist to take that and like build off of that inspiration? Or is it to be like, everybody goes right, you go left? I get it. Like it's fun. It sounds like super sick. Um, but when I hear a song with the exact like bass patch, it's like not super sick because it is kind of like, it feels like synthetic, um, but it, it's cool. I mean, like, I think he, Amanbeck, like, inspired this whole wave of everyone kind of being, like, more hard-hitting. And, um, I don't know, it sounds more, like, driving. Um, I don't know. It's, it's super dope, actually. Is the goal moving forward to work with underground artists, anybody who has a good voice, or are you looking to work with big-name artists to get your music out there? I mean, big-name art, like, I think it just depends on, like, what they sound like, and I think what I would make something cool with. Like, if I like someone's voice, and I think they're, like, super talented, that'd be really cool to, like, make the best thing you can possibly make with whoever. And it could be, like, with The weekend, coincidentally, like, whoops. <laughs> or it could be, like, with um, someone else. And I think I, I'm... I'm grateful that I got to collaborate with Gus Dapperton in the next single following IOI because um, there were like other opportunities for me to on how to like proceed following this song. Um, but I don't know, I've always been a fan of Gus Dapperton. And when he and I made Somewhere, I, I'm glad that the way I wanted people to understand me paved the way as like a, like a, like, an in the know, like kind of tastemaker, but not like, like, I don't know, like that was the music I liked and that's what I liked to um, make things sound like, you know? And so when Gus and I made that, we just put it out and I was excited with, about it. And um, yeah, but I guess what I'm trying to say is like, there was like easily an opportunity to go to be like, to any other like sing, like, hey, yo, Demi Lovato, let's, let's make some like, Tropical house song and follow it up, <laughs> do it, <bro. laughs> or something. But no, no hate on Daniel Lovato, of course. She makes all my favorite music. I can't wait for a body of work. Is that on the list of goals? Like, do you want an EP? Do you want oh, an yeah. album? Do you feel like it's necessary to telling your story? Yeah, um, definitely. I want to put everything into like a twelve-track album, give it a name, and then just tour with that album. And I think that'd be super dope because, like, I like the idea of having a project come full circle rather than dishing out like random like singles. Yeah. I think it'd be really cool to um, kind of have something and just like wrap it all up and then just like move on to the next thing. So that would be a huge dream of mine. And then like have it on vinyl too. Like, yeah. that'd be really wow. dope. A dance yeah, album, like, like something like that on vinyl, that's sick. Are all of these things you're talking about now, is that why it's important to be Surf Mesa, the artist, and not just a producer? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so it helps people understand, like, what my sound is. And um, rather than the producer, you kind of steer in terms of, like, who the artist is and what the artist wants. Um, so I'm, I'm glad that, like, being an artist, it's like, you know, I also have, or I am like the wheel and I steer it like however I want it to go. Um, so it's like, they're all my songs and um, that's the artist I 
liked to collab with and like make something and yeah, put it out like that. What did you learn from IOY? Have you fully like processed what you've learned yet? Cause it's still relatively new. I learned that I think with IOY it was like, it was cool for like three weeks that after it was signed, it was like mid February. And for three weeks, like I think I was just texting people from high school, like, thanks bro. Like, it is so sick. I know, like blue check mark, right? And like <laughs> stuff like that. Um, three weeks. I swear, there was a there was a day I woke up and I was like, this like I'm I'm now like moving on and I'm making something and I'm like unfolding this story and like I don't know. I I think it was just kind of like a that's so Raven moment of like this is like a truly a once in a lifetime opportunity. Like there's no. There's no ILY 2.0 where it's like, okay, you have another opportunity, another pandemic to make all this, like where there's no shows, everything's on pause. And so um, that's when I just like, I went back to the drawing board. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's just been a journey. It's crazy that's been a year already since then, for real. And it really is just the beginning. Surf Mesa. Uh, Let's go. Powell, thank you for hanging out with us today. Does anybody call you? Thank you guys so much. Does anyone call I, you I, the, Yeah, people say Powell. Like, I, I've yet to introduce myself as Surf. It just feels weird. <laughs> I always say, like, Powell. And then um, I don't know, I'll respond to Powell, Surf, or the IOY kid. <laughs> we'll lose the last one. Yeah, uh, I, yeah, I'll keep walking on the last one. I really appreciate you, Powell. There's a link in the description to listen to his music if you haven't already, but I'm sure you have because the song's big, but you should listen to the other stuff that you have out there. And I really do look forward to an album, a full body of work. Thank you so much. Hey, thanks for putting up with us today. I really appreciate you. Final thoughts? Cool. You good? I think we got it all. I, I, I do want some more music that can be in Nat Geo because I really like it. It's fun to walk my dog too. Yes. <laughs> all right. I'll sample some zebras or all something. Right, perfect. <laughs> we'll be listening. Dope. Appreciate you, dude. Thank you, guys. Bye. <laughs> Thank you, beautiful human, for listening to our conversation with Surf Mesa. If you want to see the video, it's on our YouTube channel. Just search the Zach Sang Show and let us know what music you're listening to and who we should invite on the show next. Because without you, we can't keep going. At Zach Sang Show on every form of social media. Please hug your family, don't go to jail, and have a great day. Peace and love. Talk soon.